0: Well, all right, all right, all right, everyone. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Coach Lois here. It's another episode of Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. And we actually, um, just so you guys know, you're in for a treat. We have a double header today. I have my standing call right now. If you're on the live, you know what to do. Go ahead and do hashtag live, tune in, and let us know where you're tuning in from. And then if you're on the replay, hashtag replay, and you know the drill, every week I interview experts on health, on wealth, and some kind of amazing wisdom. And I'm super excited today because our guest today is going to be sharing how he started his first virtual conference, what he learned from that experience, and what he's going to turn around and do here again in the month of May. So if you see value in this topic today, please go ahead and hit the share button, whether you're watching on live or the replay. And since he has had such an amazing experience, and it's kind of a big, big thing. Now everyone's doing a virtual summit. Everyone's, and I'm doing mine first one this year, you know, so everyone is getting into this opportunity to be on virtual stages. And I spoke on Michael's last summit. I'm super excited for him to share with us what he learned and maybe what he can inspire you to learn and do. And of course, as always, we have um, uh, amazing gifts for you guys for attending at the end today. So I'm going to go ahead and interview Michael Whitehouse, who's a podcaster, a coach, an author, a motivational, and I might add, funny speaker. I really think you could do stand-up comedy, Michael. And he's a great networker. He's the guy who knows a guy and a gal. He's got over 18 years of experience running businesses and working with a diverse range of people. And he actually has a really cool daily motivational message podcast that gets over 100 downloads. And, and Michael, you and I met just late, late last summer, I think, when you were starting your new coaching business. You left your job. You really pivoted, thanks to the, the what we call now the pandemic pivot of 2020. So why don't you tell your story and share with us a little bit about yourself and your journey into conference 21.
1: Sure. Uh, well, so thank you Lois so much for having me on the show. It's, it's always great to, to be on here. And as I was telling you before, watching how, how you've uh, you know, had me promote the show and whatnot is a masterclass in podcast promotion, and I'm certainly going to be uh, copying a lot of those into mine because um, it's just so, so, many, so many great things you're doing. Uh, So I I indeed pivoted in July of 2020. Uh, Prior to that, I was a local magazine publisher for a great company called Best Version Media. Great opportunity to do a wonderful thing. But the way I had been successful was through in-person networking because it's kind of a needle in a haystack to find the right kind of person who needs specifically what they do and that particular audience and whatnot. And and, and they were totally on the ball. They had a virtual presentation ready as soon as things shut down because they saw it coming. It was great. But my prospecting came from in-person networking. I wasn't very good at the cold calling. I wasn't good at anything other than that. And so I kept trying, but I went from two sales a month to one sale a quarter. And I said, I got to figure something out. So I was introduced to a website that sold data lists, you know, call lists and email lists and whatnot. And they were partnered with a coach who had a Fantastic deal where he onboarded all their new clients. So it was great for the website because they didn't have to deal with their new clients. But he got to sift through every new client who came through the site and find out what they needed. And if he had services to offer them, he was allowed to offer his services as well. So it was a tremendous serendipitous moment. Connected with with him and he taught me some strategies that he uses for coaches, building a coaching business, said basically, maybe these will work for your magazine business. Not sure, but let's try it out. And they didn't. They did not work at all for a magazine business, not even a little bit, but they worked great for a coaching business. So I, I said, I've been helping people informally, giving advice. I have been mean, the person people come to when they have problems, relationship issues or business problems or whatever for decades, you know, since high school. And what the heck? The only reason I've never been a coach, I don't know how to sell it. So I said, well, I've got this strategy. Let's try it out. And I signed up a client a week for 10 weeks. And I said, "Uh aha, I'm now making more as a coach than I was as a magazine publisher. The path is clear. It's time to go. So I'm going to separate from the magazine company and launch on into the coaching business. And the sky's the limit. And then suddenly I had the stress of my coaching business having to carry everything for me. And then I realized I was getting clients because I needed them, not because I could help them. And." I have a great moral issue with that. So, that would then get in my head as I was trying to bring on clients because they wouldn't, I couldn't close them. And I went, huh? <sighs> uh, so, so I've, I've been building through that. And so I finally said, okay, now let's start back over. Let's take some actual coaching courses, coaching training, learn the techniques and the strategies and how to really be a coach to make sure I can serve these people. And in the meantime, what I did was I started doing gig work. So I, so that my coaching business, so I didn't live on the coaching business. So that way I could make sure I was focused on my clients, uh, as I was helping them and not, and I was for them and not for me. And I'd make the money from them when I was ready to give value to them. And that's been great. But so during this time I came up with conference 21 and I, and, and it came up, it started as a joke almost. So you may remember, do you remember way back in 2020? Lois, do you remember 2020 at all? Way back then, months ago.
0: Very clear. Um, very, very
1: clear. Um, yeah. So, so back <laughs> in 2020, we all had this shared delusion that 2021 would make everything better. And so back in October, November, I had this idea that it, it was basically a joke. And I was like, what if we had a convention that celebrated 2021 and all of its 2021 ness? Because everything's going to be better in 2021. So so make it all 21. It'd be $21, have 21 speakers. It'd be February 20th and 21st of 2021. It's all 21s all around. And the person I was talking to was like, uh, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. You should do it. I said, no, 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 it's a joke. No, you should actually do that. And I said, oh, okay, yeah, I should actually do that. I should. So I, I made up a, an application for speakers and I tossed it out there. wasn't really trying that hard, but as I went through networking events, I'd say, hey, I'm looking for speakers. You sound interesting. Um, some people shared it around. And within two weeks, I had 28 speakers signed up out of the 21 I was shooting for. And I realized this is a bigger thing than I thought it was. This is actually, this is a, this isn't a joke. This is a thing. This is like really a thing. So I, I stumbled across a great platform called Show. I think I should saw a Facebook ad for them and connected. And it's, it was perfectly designed for, for what we wanted to do. And people started getting into it. And the biggest, most exciting thing was that the speakers started networking with each other. Cause I'd have zoom calls for the speakers and other things mm-hmm. like that. And, Speakers network with each other and they'd feed back to me. You know, this is a month after the convention started or the conference happened. They'd say, I'm so glad I'm here because I met so-and-so, and we're now collaborating on this and we're doing that. We haven't even had the conference yet. And value was occurring. And, and what I what I wanted to create for the attendees was being in the middle of that. I found that between starting planning that conference and running the first one, I became a different person because you know you're the average of the five people you spend most of your time with. I was spending time with Mindset speakers, motivational speakers, business speakers—people who have launched million-dollar businesses—you know—all these amazing, positive, successful people. And I am talking to them all the time because I am running a conference with them. And and a bunch of them actually stepped up and said, "Hey, yeah, can we do a one-to-one?" And yeah, one-to-one when when you have a coach coaching, or we have a call with a coach, and so one-to-one about a project you are working on—it's a coaching session. So I got to have all these coaching sessions with all these brilliant coaches who were guiding me and helping (laughs) me and teaching me and. Helping out whatever they could is it was, it was very stone soup. I was very much like I've got a conference; it's going to be great. And then someone say, "Hey, uh, can I help you do this? Oh, you should do that. Oh, here's a suggestion." And so I, I cannot claim credit for how great Conference Twenty One is at all. I came up with an idea. I attracted great people. I let them make it amazing. And uh, and and then what's great about it is the attendees really get to be in there with these great people with a lot of the virtual platform, or a lot of the virtual conferences I see, they're not so much conferences as more of like a panel discussion. So the audience is down there in the audience and the, the panels up here up on the stage and you get to look up at their greatness, but you don't actually get to connect with them. I mean, you might sign up for their email list or join their program, but you're not part of it. And I wanted something where the audience could really have, have the same experience I had of connecting with these people and, Being part of a community makes them better by being part of it. And uh, I can't say I'm completely successful, but at least during the weekend, it certainly creates that vibe for people who really get involved in it.
0: Well, I love it. I, I first of all, I want to unpack all of what you just said. Um, and, and I, I know there's a lot of people out there who could be inspired by what you shared and you were, you're very transparent about your journey, which I love about you, Michael. And it's really important to connect and relate with people with your truth and your authenticity. Um, you know, and you, you got this idea. Someone said, Hey, go for it. Cause sometimes our craziest ideas guys <laughs> They seem crazy, right? But if someone says, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. You should do it. And you you went for it without any experience and just dove in. And I can say I got amazing value. I was one of your speakers. So I got to see you in action. You really built a community. Most summits don't do that. Most conferences don't do that. So you really, truly created this amazing community. And I, I made some great connections And had a had a blast and also learned a lot from the high caliber, high quality speakers. So I I know I have a couple clients out there um, that are thinking about doing their own summit. I know I'm doing mine. I actually hired a company to do it just because, oh, my gosh, it's a lot. And you know how much work it takes. So if someone wanted to do their own virtual conference and oh, by the way, guys, The best way to consider doing one is attending Michael's and learning from someone who's maybe a few miles ahead of you or a few steps ahead of you. Wouldn't you agree, Michael? I think they'll learn a lot more from even attending. So the link is on the screen already. It's bit.ly forward slash virtualconf21. I'll put it in the show notes too. And in the comments later, if you guys want me to just do a, a hyperlink. Um <laughs> but what would your first steps be now that you've been through it and you're doing it again? And oh by the way, he's doing it again in August. I know I'm gonna apply to speak for that one, but where would someone start?
1: Uh well is the first thing I do is hire me. Um, because I, I am available to help with running events and because to me, the actual running <laughs> the event itself is the easy part. It's the promotion, the marketing, all that. So and I, I think for a lot of people running events. They know how to market. They've already got their list. They've already got their speakers. It's just how do we then make it engaging, which to me is the easy part. So I am available um, to be hired for that so people can reach out to me. and and uh, yeah. But if they want to do it themselves, the most important thing, the, the secret sauce, the thing that made Conference 21 different from other conferences is the engagement. And uh, I recommend using a platform. Sling Show is a great platform. It's what I use. I, I know there's others that do something similar. I don't know what they are, but they exist but something that gives you that that sense of the hallway. Would, the first thought I had, actually, even before I came with Conference 21, I said, if I ever run a virtual event, it'll have a virtual hallway. At the time, I was thinking Zoom, because that's kind of the language of virtual, virtual interactions we have. And so I thought we'd have a Zoom room for the, the speakers, mm-hmm. and then a Zoom room called the hallway. And it would just be an open room. Because when you go to a conference – You go there to see the speakers, of course, you know, if if that's if somebody says, why are you going there? I'm going to see the speakers. But afterwards, when somebody says, so so what are the five best things you got out of it? One of them is probably going to be a business card you hold up from someone you bumped into in the hallway or say next to you or at breakfast or at the bar. And I wanted to make sure almost more important than who was on the stage. I want to make sure the hallway existed because it doesn't naturally exist in a virtual space. So make sure you have a Mm. hallway some sort of space to interact with. Uh, in in Show, they have tables, which are basically breakout rooms where you can click on a table and pop over the next one and move freely, just like you're, if you're at a cocktail party. Uh, Zoom now actually mm-hmm. has a, a self-directed breakout rooms. So you can you set that mode and the, the users can go from room to room on their own. So if you're doing it on Zoom, you can do that. Uh, and it can be as simple as if you have, let's say a summit, you're going to have four speakers speaking In between each, have a segment long enough to actually mingle, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and use those self-directed breakout rooms. Because instead of saying, here's a five-minute break, go to the bathroom, which is basically, please disengage with us for five minutes and then come back. Instead, you have these networking sessions, these open mingling sessions. And yeah, you can go to the bathroom or get another cup of coffee during that time. Or you can mix and mingle or find, you know, the speaker, whoever just spoke, should be in one of those rooms. So it just like at, at, the mm-hmm. end of a, at the end of a talk, you walk up to the stage and say, hey, hey, Lois, I had a question for you about what you said, or could I get your card or um, you know, whatever you want to engage. Mm-hmm. It, it makes the person who was on the stage more of a real person and makes it also more likely you're going to want to join their email list and go to their next uh, their next event and participate in their virtual webinar or whatever. But it also it, – it, it gives your brain a chance to change gears from passive reception to – accepting uh, you know to, to engagement because if you're just passively receiving for too long you start to tune out and zone out and wander off but if you know that after that 40 minute talk you're gonna have 15 minutes of re-engagement well now you need to, to pull your keyboard out and start typing again and pay attention and listen and actually be ready to respond and it, it wakes you up you know conference 21 runs nine hours and most of you hear nine hour virtual conference and you're like isn't that banned of the geneva convention Nine hour virtual conference, uh, and <laughs> some people were on for you know nine hours from when I opened the network room early to when I close it late. So there were probably all three people who who did that whole stretch. I was one of them. Uh, the the actual core of it is about five hours, but I was on for nine hours. And at the end of nine hours, I did not feel like I'd been on a nine hour virtual conference. And it's because I could engage with people every hour for fifteen minutes. There was engagement, and so my brain woke up. Came out of sleep mode. Had to connect with people, and you need to give people that engagement. If you do, you could run a nine hour, nine hour virtual conference if you have good enough content and that engagement. But uh, if you don't, you try to push past two hours, and people already start going, start climbing the walls, and and they're over here on Facebook while you're while you're talking because you haven't haven't held them. So, so the engagement is really the biggest thing that I recommend, whatever platform it is you're using.
0: I gotta, I gotta. Yeah, 100 percent. What he's saying, guys, is so true, because I'll be I'll be honest, as a parent who's homeschooling, as a business owner who has a lot of clients now and juggling health and life and time off, um, going to a three day summit or a two day summit can be exhausting. And the the thing that makes Michael's conference so unique And definitely you want to check it out. It's probably the best $21 you can invest in, in great content, great value and great connections is those, those, those rooms. At first I was kind of like, whoa, what is this? Like I, I I was so blown away by it. it. It was just like, whoa. And then you're right to have those hallways or the happy hour connections with bumping into people. Right. It really did kind of bring me back to the quote unquote, old school um, in person conferences. So I, I think that's, that's really cool. How did you maybe speak about the other thing of like, is there an ideal theme? Like, obviously, you came up with conference 21. Um, So how does someone come up with a theme? And then I see you have sponsors. So talk about, you know, picking your theme and your sponsors. I'd love to hear your thoughts or advice on that.
1: Sure. Uh, so, so our theme—we uh, don't really have a theme. Uh, the, the theme got started with the, the jo- and so I'm I'm probably not the, the best expert to speak on on theming from a marketing perspective, which is really its purpose. But I had some suggestions early on to say to say go narrow. You know, you should make this. You should do Conference 21 marketing and Conference 21 mindset and whatever. And and I decided to go the opposite direction very intentionally. I went very broad. So. Yeah, when you have a marketing conference, the people you get are people who want marketing right now. The speakers you get are marketing speakers. and we're going to talk about marketing, and it's going to be marketing, 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 marketing. However, there's people who need marketing and don't know they need it. Or if it was in front of them, they might absorb the content, but they're not going to go looking for it. They wouldn't go to a marketing conference. Or maybe they think, oh, I'm a sales guy. I don't need a marketing conference. So the idea with Conference 21 is the theme is. Smart people who know stuff and want to talk about it, basically. I know, marketing's not as much my thing as I thought it was at the beginning of this year. But it's it, it, the idea is bringing people together who have all these exciting ideas, almost kind of like more of an interactive TED experience. Uh, and we have a number of TEDx speakers, actually. And so bringing together all kinds oh. of different different people. So we've got marketing, we've got mindset, we've got wellness, um, we've got some people in, in tech stuff. Uh, we, we're partnering with a, an organization called Wealth Builder Nation which is a networking group for real estate investors. And they've got uh, five, five speakers, I think, coming. And so the concept is you come for one thing. So let's say you're a Wealth Builder Nation member and you say, oh, five of these, five of these people are speaking. I'm interested in learning about that stuff. And, and, and th- their topics are fairly like in the weeds, wonky uh, real estate topics, you know, 1031 exchanges and tax code stuff and whatnot. But then while you're there, you look at who else is speaking and you say, oh, Oh, this guy, you know, Dennis Paul is talking about hypnosis. That's interesting. I, I'm curious about that. I'd never intentionally go to a hypnosis workshop, but no one else is speaking during that time. Maybe I'll go see him. Or oh, this guy's talking about marketing. I I think I've got my marketing, but I'm interested in that aspect of it. Let me go, let me go take a look at that. Or or uh, you know, Lois is speaking about email list building, which she's quite good at. And uh, I hadn't really thought about that as part of my mix, but maybe I should. I've heard that's something. I'll I'll go to that. So the idea is that it creates a lot of serendipitous connections. Uh, and in some ways, that's mm-hmm. sort of me leaning into my ADHD. Uh, I'm, I'm not good at picking a track and following it. However, I find that my life is richer because I don't. So I kind of go over here and over there and over there and things come together. And that's that's how I became a networker. I meet people all over the place and they can come to me and ask for a connection from anything from, you know, a rental apartment to a chiropractor to, you um, you know, a a sex therapist, I've probably got someone I can introduce them to who can solve that. And that's kind of the idea of conference by one, bring a lot of different people together and then see what ideas develop, see what connections happen. And that's where the magic happens. People from different fields coming together, you know, people with the right mindset and the right values, people who are there to share and give and collaborate, put them together, shake gently and see what happens.
0: Well, I love it because it goes with your theme, right? The guy who knows a guy or a gal. It's so so smart. And and there's so much value because you and I actually met indirectly through being BNI members. We met inside of a Facebook community that was full of thousands and thousands of BNI members. You took my list build course, and then we just stayed connected because you you're such a great connector. And when I came into that conference, oh my gosh, guys, there was so many go givers, as I like to call them, um, high quality, high caliber people. And just so, just so you know, also, um, I want to make sure you saw, we have people tuning in from Minnesota. Hey, Sean. We got people from Nigeria. Meshach's brand new. Uh, we got Sandy Murray from Canada. I'm we from have Nigeria. Elizabeth.
1: Awesome. That's our, our Awesome.
0: awesome. So, yeah, you're, you're, so, yeah, you're global. And that's a good point, right? Any anyone from anywhere in the world could attend your your conference, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, as long as they have good, decent, decent low latency internet. Yeah, so anyone awesome. can go to that, and, and we are. Awesome. And so the speaker application is actually open for um, for the August event. So we close obviously close the May event because that's coming up in 21 days, and I need time to put the schedule on the website together. Uh, but if people go to speaker.conference21.com, they will find the application to be a speaker for the August event. So, so that's we're, we're certainly looking for speakers. We went from 28 speakers in February to 48 in May, and I expect it'll probably continue, continue growing. And the great thing is, the speakers are also part of the community. So it's it's not like how do we divide the audience among the speakers? The speakers are part of the audience. They're all from different fields. So. The speakers go to each other's talks because, you know, the marketing guy wants to hear about the wellness stuff. The wellness guy wants to hear about the tech stuff. Yeah. So it, it it's great there. But, yeah, we're, we're certainly – that's a great way to – I'd say get in free, but it's only $21. So it's it's not like I, – I can't say you're saving that much money by uh, by being a speaker. <laughs>
0: Well, you're getting you're getting a lot of value, guys, and I, I can't encourage you guys enough. And there's also something that you um, you said ties in really well with your conference. You have these five powerful exercises that that maybe could be of inspiration to to my community as well. Can you speak more about what that is?
1: Absolutely. So, um, back in uh, November or so, I took this great list building course with a coach you may have heard of, Lois Kofi. And she talked about uh, the way to, you know, <laughs> structuring offers. And and at the time, you know, sometimes you'll learn something and say, well, that seems really good. I wish I was in a place to use it. And I, I kind of try and I wasn't quite sure what my offer was. And I, and I kept being like, so, but what's the offer? And you're like, oh, you'll figure that out. But here's how you promote I'm like, cool. But what's the offer? <laughs> so here we are months later and and nothing's finally clicked. I'm like, oh, I have finally found what I am offering. So a few short months after taking Lois's course, I have taken her advice and built a, uh, a, a low-cost, powerful offer. Uh, and and that's the crazy thing about this is, is it's really inexpensive. And it's basically enough tools that used properly, you could conceivably use them to coach yourself. It's five exercises that I have learned from my coaching certification and training and whatnot that I've used for myself that are very helpful. A uh, couple with visualization, you know, visualizing your best future, gratitude. Because uh, I definitely found gratitude and and visualization work really well together, because if you visualize just the future, you can lose track of how great things are right now and if you do too much if you focus too much on how great things are right now, you don't visualize a better future so those pair really nicely and of course, since I am the author of the Guy who knows a Guy, I do have a networking exercise there as well because who would I be if i wasn't doing that but so so when someone signs up for that for five dollars, they get a a, a Electronic copy of the book, the revised edition of the book that yeah, we just completed.
0: The uh, they get yeah, the
1: a PDF with mean, an explanation of the five yeah. exercises. Yeah. And the next week, I do a, a daily Zoom call, so thirty minutes every day. One focusing on each of the exercises, actually taking people through it. And uh, you know, a couple of people there will actually run them personally through the exercise to show everyone how it works. And because sometimes you read it and you think you get it, and then you see it happen, you're like, oh, oh, that's totally different. So I want to do it live and to engage, and and the other reason I want to do it that way is, is it, it's great to you know sell something online and people get it and they value it. But I'm a people person. I like to to meet people face to face. I believe belly to oh, belly is Lois' term for this. Um, I like to you know, really connect <laughs> directly with folks and and. You know, have that human connection, and so those those li- those Zoom calls give you the chance to really connect with the folks who get involved with it, and and make sure that they're getting the most value and really helping them.
0: Yeah, and, and the reason, just so you guys know, and I we're almost done, guys. We got less than four minutes left, so I probably have time for one question. If someone out there has a question for Michael and his conference, the reason I wanted him to share. His $5, also known as Tripwire, Tiny Offer, depending on who you are, I I love the Tiny Offer concept. And that's what got me started in my coaching business and the online space, because I had no clue. I had no clue. I was like Michael again, face-to-face, belly-to-belly, kneecap-to-kneecap, business card exchange, shaking hands, kissing babies, all of that, right? The three-foot rule, not this online space. So when you go and you're a speaker, if you, especially if you apply to be on my podcast or, or on Michael's uh, speaking stages, you definitely don't want to go, as, as one of my coaches would always say, don't go empty handed. You want to have a tiny offer, something that gives value for really, really low cost that brings people into your funnel. So, something to also think about you know, you can hire Michael to host your conference, you can work with me on creating that offer. And Michael, I'm so excited that that you have that because it's a way to get people um, to really value what they're getting. Everyone has something for free, right? But even your summit, again, tidy offer, $21, has that point of entry where people are saying, yes, I want to spend a little bit of money with you because I see value. And in exchange, you know, now they're in your tribe, your email list your community. So I think you're doing awesome, um, amazing things. And do you have like one more nugget? Um, since I don't see any questions from the audience, do you have one more nugget before we wrap it up?
1: So one of the, the big things I've learned lately is the power of gratitude, which I've, I've heard a lot, you know, you hear those the times power of gratitude and be grateful and whatever. And it never really clicked until fairly recently, just how powerful it is. And what drove it home was I, I recently bought a house? Because um, with some of the stimulus, is able to get me over the hump to get the down payment. And it's it's been it's been pretty good, uh, but you know I, things are challenging. I'm building a business, and I do the vision exercise with people. I have to describe their ideal future. You know, we really go in detail, like what it sound like, smell like, mm-hmm. how do you wake up in the morning, whatever. And I had two different people who both had the common theme of in the morning, I get up, I make my coffee, I go out on my deck. And I look out over the I think one was the lake, one was the mountains, but I look out over the whatever from the deck, drinking my coffee, enjoying, you know, starting my day. And I realized that the way I right now in real life start my day is I make my coffee. I go out on my deck and I look out over the woods behind my house, listening to the birds, clearing my mind and starting my day. And when I realized that mm. my real life showed up twice in the ideal future vision of clients, so, you know, my real life's pretty good. And then I started kind of diving into other things. And I'm like, what else is pretty good? And and, and I the, the technique that I sort of developed without even realizing it is we're used to comparing the best of what we don't have to the worst of what we have. So you know, with, with your house, for example, you know, everything's broken in it, you know, every every wall that needs to be painted. And then you drive by someone else's house, and you're like, wow, that's such a nice house. You know, it's huge. It's beautiful. But if you flip that and you make sure you compare the best of what you have to the worst of what you assume you don't have. So instead I might, I might drive by a, a big house and say, yeah, that, that house is nice looking, I guess, but it looks pretty big and hard to maintain and pretty expensive. And you know, with my house, I don't need to put that much time and energy into it, and it doesn't cost that much, so I have more money for other things. So, yeah, I guess that house would be okay, but not as nice as my house. And, you know, when I compare my very nice car, the 2016 Honda Civic that takes me around, and compare it to someone else's very demanding and somewhat hard-to-drive BMW 3 Series, I say, I guess if I had a BMW 3 Series, like, I'd drive it until I paid it off and get a better car – Because, you know, BMWs have kind of weird interfaces and a little hard to use. But fortunately, I have my Civic, which is comfortable. I'm used to it. It's reliable, very inexpensive to maintain, don't need to put a lot of money into it. So, like, I guess, you know, good for you having a BMW, you've got a car, that's nice. But, you know, I'm not going to rub it in that I have a nicer car than you. But uh, I know I do. So when you think about things that way and frame, you know, you make the unfair comparison, but you make it the other way suddenly you are living your best life now because you have told yourself you are and your mind believed it. And it changes, changes everything by changing nothing.
0: That was awesome. That was perfect because I don't, I didn't tell you this Michael, because as you guys may or may not know, Michael's been on my show before. So I w I wasn't planning on asking him my normal closing question because he's already answered it before, but you actually sort of actually answered it again in a different way by sharing that last golden nugget. So thank you, Michael, so much for being here. <laughs> That's okay. You, It was perfect. It was perfect. So thank you for being a repeat guest. Um, I, I wanted to make sure people out there who have been talking about summits who also have had really not great um, success with this to to please check out virtual conference 21. The link will be again in the show notes and reach out to Michael. Um, And I just wanted to close with a couple of announcements again, reminder today at 1230 Pacific uh, we have the affiliate guy himself, Matt McWilliams, who inspired me to create over a hundred affiliates to create a resources affiliate page who's helped me make affiliate income. Since the pandemic, so if you or someone you know is looking to learn how to start your own affiliate program, how to build income, most of my business comes through referral. 80% of it comes through my affiliates, and I get to pay out money to people who love me, are in my tribe, want to refer me anyway, and they get paid. So if you want to learn how to do that, tune in, tune out today. And again, thank you so much for tuning in to this first of a doubleheader today with Michael Whitehouse the guy who knows a guy. If you want to join my healthy and wealthy and wise Facebook community, so you can meet Michael firsthand and all of my guests, please join us there today. So until next time, which is like two hours from now, (laughs) here's to your best health, your best wealth, and your best wisdom. See you guys. See you next time. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this Please subscribe, refer a friend, and please drop me a rating or a review. If you do that, I'll reward you with a free 20-minute free coaching session on crafting your journey to your best self. Reach out to me at Lois at LoisKofi.com to claim your 20-minute slot. Until next time, be healthy, wealthy, and wise.